0: St. Leo 360, a 360-degree overview of the St. Leo University community. Welcome to another episode of the St. Leo 360 podcast. My name is Greg Lindberg, and on this episode, I am pleased to be joined by Nancy Cheek, who is the Associate Director of Career Services here at St. Leo University. Nancy, thanks so much for joining us.
1: And thanks so much for inviting me to be here, Greg. It's really exciting.
0: Absolutely, this will be interesting and I think really informative. Uh, So we have a few areas uh, that we'd like to cover today. Uh, First off, I'd like to ask you, Nancy, just a few things about your background. Then I'd like to dive into Career Services and the Career Services Office, and then uh, we'll wrap up with some general career advice and, I think, some really informative uh, topics and, and tricks and tips and that kind of thing.
1: Okay, sounds great.
0: Alrighty, so first off, Nancy, talk to me about your educational background.
1: Okay, well, I am originally from Queens, New York as you may hear as we're speaking today. Uh, Started out in my educational journey as a traditional college student. I went to New York Tech uh, in Old Westbury right out of high school. I have a bachelor of science degree in architectural technology. Mm. I did move down to Florida eventually, to the Tampa area, and went back to school and obtained a bachelor of fine arts in fashion design from the International Academy of Design and Technology. And then a little bit later, probably in the last 10 years or so, I went back to school again for grad school. I have a Master of Arts degree in Career and Technical Education from the University of South Florida. Oh, so I it's see. quite a combination of, of <laughs> yeah. education um, and experience, which we'll probably talk about that leads to um, maybe me being a good person to advise on career paths and the way that our education and experience can evolve over time in, in many different ways and take different twists and turns.
0: Right, right, but definitely an interesting variety of degrees and, and interests it sounds like you've had. Um, so as far as your professional career, talk to me about uh, some of the things you've done you know, prior to St. Leo and then how you ended up coming to St. Leo.
1: Okay, so my education led to a diverse career path. Some of the things I've done would be working for architects, uh, overseeing product development for apparel companies, and then uh, mixed in with my career path would be starting a family, which many people Hmm. experience, and so that changed my career Direction a little bit into higher education. I started teaching design classes in the evenings and on the weekends uh, To be able to have a career and also take care of my children And then my teaching experience moved me into a career office at another school full-time Uh, That was in about 2012 and I was assisting these designer types that I had been in school with and had been teaching uh, with their job search, which that can be very interesting. Hmm. Um, And Then I was offered a position at St. Leo in January of 2015 in the career services office and at that time that was serving only our online undergraduate students remotely and from the Channel Side Support Center.
0: I see. Interesting. And then uh, so then let's dive into the career services office. And uh, who would you say the career services office actually serves?
1: Well, I have to say we serve everyone as it relates to students. That would be all of our student population, which is very varied. And the office has changed dramatically since 2015 when I started. That specific remote assistance to the undergraduate students now has been combined with the services that were provided on the main campus, formerly known as career planning, to become one career services office in which we serve all students, whether they be on campus, online, or attending from an education center and we are serving them through whatever platforms are most convenient for them whether that be in person or remote and our uh, resources, our events, our programming is designed to be a combination of all of these things in addition we have stakeholders outside of our students we are here to serve faculty, staff, our employer partners, uh, anyone who needs assistance with anything related to Uh, career planning professional development we're here to help
0: gotcha so it's definitely not just say current students obviously you guys can help you know literally the whole st leo community
1: correct and i failed to mention alumni very important part of our uh, partnerships serve alumni in terms of uh, job assistance they may need as well as giving them opportunities to mentor give back to the St. Leo community as well.
0: I see. And then let's talk about some of the specific services of the office and, and I guess kind of the goals. What would you say the goals of career services actually are?
1: Okay, I guess the most important goal would be that we provide the resources, the employer connections, and the assistance That will ensure that both students and alumni are what we call career ready, and that would be for their first job, their career change, or for advancement in the field if they are someone who is already on the path and in the industry that they want to be in. And I guess the the second thing, uh, a goal, would be to make sure that everyone finds out about these resources, because that can be a challenge in terms of communication, not just enough to have um, great resources, programming, one-on-one assistance. We wanna make sure that every student, graduate, every stakeholder who has an interest in Uh, St. Leo Career Services actually finds us that they also know that these resources are free for them to to use. And we hope they are using them from the very first day that they uh, find us.
0: Right. I see. Uh, Let's talk about, uh, you know, partnerships with, uh, you know, employers, companies out there in the community um, I don't know if you can talk about maybe some specific, you know, partnerships or connections that St. Leo has uh, that might be of interest to, say, current students, prospective students, even alumni.
1: Our goal is to have these connections uh, both or in the local area, regionally, for all of those students who are out there in... Uh, Virginia in Georgia in the different locations that we have education centers but as well to have these connections nationally right. for students who are attending online um, you know who may be in any city across the country we want to be sure that we have uh, them connected to employers and I, I want to say that it's not just Career Services that has those employer connections we really have great connections across the entire university. For example, our faculty members, our center directors, the alumni office, they all have great employer connections that can be utilized by our students and alumni. And so Career Services, uh, we do our best to partner with uh, these other um, employees as well as these other departments to be sure that we have um, we give everyone access to as as many of these connections as we can and i guess the the way we do that is by driving them to our central career management platform which is called handshake handshake is the online career management platform that saint leo is currently using and it's a great place to drive all kinds of employer related information to and send those looking for connections to and information about Uh, employment and it's very important to know about employers uh, what, what they stand for what type of opportunities they have very important to do the research these days and then the employers have the ability to post jobs and internships that students can apply for and alumni on the Handshake platform, but it also allows them to reach out to students through Handshake. If a, a student or alum is active on Handshake, they have a profile set up, they're looking on a regular basis, employers can see that, and those are the candidates they will be targeting. We also invite employers then to become involved in any kind of event which will also get them in front of students. And so that could be inviting them to a career fair on the main campus, maybe an employer spotlight that we're hosting at an education center, or we do a lot of live webinar sessions that we invite employers to come share industry information, professional information, as well as network with students and alumni.
0: Interesting. So it sounds like there's quite a a broad spectrum of services and and connections and opportunities and just everything like that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Can you talk about any specific employers? I know there are some out there, you know, in terms of employers that that seem to maybe hire St. Leo more so than others and and really recognize, you know, the quality of the St. Leo alumni.
1: Yeah, some of the local partners that we have that are very invested in uh, St. Leo uh, helping us out in any way as it, as it relates to career readiness and connecting with our students would be uh, Enterprise Holding, a, a really valuable partner. Uh, we've got uh, some new partnerships, ReliaQuest is one of those, um, MHK, formerly MedHawk, uh, all businesses that we are uh, working with closely to get them in front of students, get them more involved. Um, we, we have got many and I'll, I'll, I'll drop them in as we're speaking to, and, and talk about maybe some of the stories of, of some of the things that they've helped with as well. Sure. We've Got Levin Financial, um, always a, a friend of, of St. Leo to come out to uh, uh, help us with a resume blitz send representatives over to spend two or three hours with Saint Leo students getting them prepared for a career fair. Uh Northwestern Northwestern M- Mutual is another one who is um a great advocate of Saint Leo. Wow. helping our students.
0: Yeah, definitely some big names. And then just to wrap up the as far as the career services office specifically um how can uh, you know prospective students, current students, alumni, really anyone how can they contact and reach the Career Services team?
1: The easiest way would be our email address, careerservicesatstleo.edu. It can't get any easier <laughs> than that and then we can direct them to getting signed up on Handshake. I'll also include our uh, direct phone number which is 352-588-8346. We'll get you to uh, the main career services line and if for anyone who is on campus or in the Tampa area you certainly are welcome to stop in our offices are in Kirk Hall rooms 108 to 112 and again career services at stleo.edu it's the easiest way just mm. reach out with an email We we will direct you to the person or the resources that you need
0: mm. very nice So now let's dive into kind of some general, you know, career advice and and tips and tricks and whatnot. Uh, Let's first talk about job websites. Obviously, in this day and age, there's so many job sites out there. You know, not only do employers oftentimes list jobs on their own company websites, but you have all kinds of job sites that, you know, call together a bunch of jobs and, and job postings. Are there certain websites that you would recommend, you know, students, uh, you know, or alumni, or anyone looking for a job really utilize more so than others?
1: I have several, and it's a good point that you said that, Greg. That there's so many that are out there because it really can become very overwhelming. Yet, you know, which one is the best one? It really depends on. Your job search, and I think industry is part of it, depending on the industry, some of these resources may be better than others. Are there any that you're familiar with, Greg? What do you think are some of the um, most popular ones, or, or ones that people are thinking about that they should be using?
0: Yeah, I would say sites like Indeed, uh, Monster, Career CareerBuilder. Um, I think those are probably some of the top ones. And then I know even like LinkedIn, they say is is a good one to be on just to make those connections would you kind of agree with those yes (laughs) very good you are
1: well informed and i wanted to just comment on a few of those first i want to say from the inside be sure that you are using handshake it's a valuable tool i've already mentioned once you are within the saint leo community you definitely want to be using handshake because employers there are looking specifically for college students and graduates. It's not a a site that's open to the public. They are recruiting from universities, so that's, that's the most important one. Now you mentioned Indeed, Monster, those would be what we call the general job search aggregators. They work well for a general job search there are some industry specific ones as well for example H careers if you're someone who's in hospitality or tourism you can use one like that if you're in IT or in other fields there will be specific ones for your industry specific job search boards now you mentioned LinkedIn LinkedIn I think is very good um, because It's access to current jobs. And one key feature is that you are typically provided with a recruiter contact on LinkedIn, which you don't usually have access to if you're applying to something on Indeed or Monster. So I would say about 70 or 80% of Jobs that are posted on LinkedIn also include the recruiter's contact information, the person who posted that job. So that's a really great advantage. It's somebody that you can reach out to for feedback, follow up with. You don't usually have that luxury when you're applying to something on Indeed or Monster. Many times your application goes into the black hole of applications, and you're not always sure about uh, who to follow up with or if you will, will ever hear from anyone again. But you mentioned employer job boards, and so I like to say that is the best advice that I can give in terms of conducting a job search would be to really conduct that search in reverse I like to call it which would be create a list of employers that you think are appropriate for your job search who are in your geographic area and you want to find where they post their jobs usually it's a page on their website so you can get the URL link to that page it may be an outside source like Workday or others where companies post their jobs but then you want to look through every job they're posting on a regular basis that I would recommend be weekly go on to those job boards for your employer targets and scour them because job titles now are changing on a daily basis to where you don't want to pick one job title and only search for that because there are so many other job names out there. Some really creative ones too that I think, wow, they're calling that that now? Um, But you don't want to miss those. You don't want to go to Indeed and just be searching for one title when you could go to the company you know is an appropriate fit fit for you and look at everything they post because there may be job names out there that you haven't even thought to to uh, research it may be that there is a job title that you don't realize is an entry-level role that may be appropriate for you or it's an advanced role that may be appropriate for you and if you're going to the source which would be the employer job board you're not going to miss anything
0: yeah and that is a really interesting point you made about you know kind of in reverse doing the search in reverse so i think a lot of people just you know they they want to see what's currently available what's listed and they're not necessarily targeting certain companies that maybe, you know, they would like to work for.
1: Right. If you're someone who's studying psychology, you know that the employers you're going to be working for are not engineering firms, they're not uh, the Major League Baseball franchises, <laughs> they're certain organizations, they may be mental health facilities, hospitals, nonprofits. profits so you, you do have an idea of who your target should be and you will conduct a much better job search if you focus on those employers and the jobs that they're posting from the inside
0: right very well stated let's uh, talk about you know some some tips and tricks on how a job candidate can actually separate him him or herself you know from the rest of the pack obviously you know there's so many people always looking for jobs out there and you're you know everyone's up against at least some other individuals So what would you recommend that someone do to to be able to help with that?
1: Oh, for sure. There are many jobs out there to be had, but the competition is tough these days. There are a lot of people competing for the same roles, and it is very true. You have to separate yourself. You have to stand out from the others. So two things that I think may sound pretty simple, but I want to offer first uh, that I do suggest To uh, job search candidates all the time first would be to send thank you notes so Mm -hmm. after every interview you've been on whether that be an in-person interview or even a phone interview you want to follow up with a thank you you want to do that within 24 hours of that interview if Most people choose to do it by email because that's the easiest and that's okay But if you are someone who's really on top of it, you've got some note cards You've got stamps and you can get that in to the post office or dropped in a mailbox within the 24 hours a handwritten note is even better Uh, because the thank you shows your appreciation for the person's time it shows your attention to detail and Although we all may have heard that that's something that we should do, it's estimated that only about 20 or 25% of people actually do it. So if you are the one who is doing that, it will make you stand out. I also, um, a simple one, but include a cover letter wherever you can. Many times in an application, it will say that a cover letter is optional. But if there is a place that you can upload a cover letter or include a cover letter, do it, because that's another thing that will separate you from someone else who says, no, ah, no, I'm not going to take the time to do that.
0: Hmm. Interesting points.
1: And, and one last thing as it relates to maybe standing out, uh, separating yourself, doing something a little different relates to that target list that I just mentioned And that would be those employers that are on your target list, if you could also find them and follow them on social media, that's going to make you stand out. If you are reading about them in any kind of news or blogs, you're going to start to know what they're saying and doing from the inside by following them, and this is going to make you a really good candidate once you do have the chance to interview with them. You're going to know what's important to them, what their challenges are, and it's going to make you stand out because you have done that research.
0: Right, right. Interesting. Now, as far as resumes go, obviously, you know, a resume is kind of the, the main document that represents a job candidate and in this day and age this this digital world we're living in you know they i know they used to say a resume should just be one page but now since you know it's oftentimes a word document or a pdf or something on you know your your linkedin profile it may not have to be you know set to a certain uh, length or or whatnot so talk about resumes
1: right and, and that always is a question as it relates to resume one page two pages Either one is okay for general answers to that question. Three or four pages now is really not acceptable. There's not enough time with all the candidates out there for recruiters and hiring managers to be going through three or four or more pages. Um, For, I guess the words that come to mind as I think about most important for resume would be concise, precise. You want to be sure that you use... Any keywords that are relevant to the job and to that industry and you want to be sure you're putting that up as high on the resume as possible if that makes any sense so if you are uh, maybe new to the workforce or new to a particular industry If you have unrelated experience, that should go further down on the resume. Anything that is related to what you're trying to change into or advance in should be up high in the resume. And Career Services can help you do that as it relates to resumes in general. A resume is a marketing piece. For you your resume is the written form of you marketing yourself for an opportunity so you want to do um, you know whatever you can to speak to the role in the industry that you're looking to get into and as well really important that you are saying what you can do for an employer not necessarily what they can do for you so in the past we've been able to say I would like to advance my career in the following fields. I'd like to have the opportunity to advance, to get training in this. Um, those days are long gone. We are no longer speaking in terms of the employer finding us an opportunity. We really do have to market ourselves for what we can do for the employer because we have that so much competition. And even someone who's at entry level, someone who's changing into a career that they have not gotten any experience in before, they can still say those things if they were involved in a related club. Um, The fact that they have education, Uh, they were working on projects related those kind of things on a resume need to be up towards the top to show the employer that you have some skills that you have an interest and a motivation to become a professional in that field if you're not already
0: I see and then talk a little bit about uh, you know how much information you know for example how far back should you go let's say you do have you know a fair amount of professional experience you know should you list pretty much everything you've done should you tailor it to that prospective employer talk a little bit about that
1: uh, ten years is my standard answer for that you should you're expected to go back about ten years but sometimes you have to change that a little bit let's say you were working um, you've been working in an in industry for the last 15 to 20 years but prior to that you did something related to the new program you're studying at St. Leo. What I would say is you can go back that far. You may uh, skip some of the time in between, but that type of experience can be listed. I like to add a, a, heading called additional related experience and you Hmm. put that below the most current 10 years of experience that you have had to show that there has been some employment in that area some transferable type of experience that you want to include but I always say you want to leave the date off of that section once we get into listing things that are more than uh, 10 years old even when it comes to our education and our degrees we begin to date ourselves and unfortunately we can be discriminated against in the workforce um, for being too old sometimes we um, maybe it may be that we are uh, not experienced enough so it's Probably the, the general information for 10 years, both education and experience, are most relevant on a resume. And then there are other ways that we can strategically place transferable uh, experience in other ways on the resume.
0: I see. Okay. Now, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, you know an online profile. Um, how important would you say it is to have a, a LinkedIn profile? that's up-to-date that has a decent headshot of yourself and then even for instance say like a portfolio if you have a a job maybe that lends itself to you know showcasing work that you've done
1: right I'll and I'll touch on both of those how important do you think it is Greg to have a LinkedIn profile
0: very important
1: okay how many uh, what percentage of recruiters you think are, are looking at people's LinkedIn profiles if you had a guess
0: uh it's hard to say (laughs) i would say a fair amount
1: okay so the the amount is approximately 92 percent are looking at your linkedin profile so it's very important that you have if you are someone who is studying something in higher ed if you are you know even if you're not working at this point if you are someone who is looking to pursue or begin a career a professional career you need to have a LinkedIn profile headshot is very important for it to be up to date and professional because 92% of companies we estimate are using social media to scan candidates beginning with LinkedIn now Mm they are looking at other social media sites as well. So we do, I think everyone would understand that having an unprofessional presence is not good. For example, if we're using Facebook or Twitter for uh, as our personal accounts, you want to be sure that you don't have anything on those that is going to be held against you professionally. So that's, that's really important to know that. Um, but also having no online Presence in the form of your professional LinkedIn account is also um, not a good thing. It can send red flags to an employer. It can show them that you're not really embracing contemporary networking tools that are expected in the professional arena. Hmm. I'll, I'll talk yeah. about uh, uh, portfolio sites. Not, I'm not finding them standard across the board are not as common a requirement yet although if you are someone who is in a creative industry if you're someone in uh, marketing communications any of the design fields visual uh, p- quite possibly performing arts any of that then yes you definitely want to have some kind of a portfolio, an, an electronic portfolio, or a website showing your, uh, showing your work, anything that might be shared visually uh, that's very graphic or creative in nature, yes. But for most um, opportunities, no, it's not something that's recommended. But it is something that Career Services can help help you with or, or guide you in addition to maybe those faculty members who have expertise in those areas to um, coming up with a professional type of a portfolio presentation.
0: Right. Right. I see. And then as far as uh, interviews, let's talk about interviews. Uh, do you have any tips, tricks, you know, any just kind of handy things that a job candidate should know about phone interviews and face-to-face interviews?
1: Probably my tips for interviewing, three things, would be uh, first prepare. That involves research, and then you want to practice. So if you can do those things, whether it be for a phone interview or a face-to-face interview, uh, that's going to put you in a, a great position. Because as we all know, when we get into the interview situation, there's not a lot that we can control at that point. It can be very um, nerve-wracking to have to conduct an interview, whether even even when that's on the phone, it can be very uncomfortable. It's one of the, uh, the, the greatest things that we dread. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it could po- possibly top being in the dentist chair. Right. Um, but the fact that you never know what questions they will ask how you're going to be feeling that day if you're going to be feeling a little nervous a little confident a little bit more outspoken maybe than another day Uh, the fact that you never know how many people are going to show up at that interview you might end up sitting at a table with six people looking at you across the table very daunting (laughs) the things that we can control would be the preparation which research is is definitely the key and then as well practicing that so you do get to a comfort level for once the interview time comes you show up knowing okay i got this i prepared for this Uh, for a phone interview a few tips make sure that you find a quiet space that will be a quiet space at the time of the interview for example, you may get yourself set up and say, okay, I'm going to be in this room. Uh, you prepare at a certain time of day, but then you realize the time of the interview, there may be some uh, dogs that are in the house or babies crying or something else that is really going <laughs> to throw a wrench into um, the, the interview. Uh, so you want to be sure you're thinking about that for this space. You also want to be sure that you have a strong phone connection. So it could be that your uh, wireless company is really not very reliable in in, if you're at uh, in a certain building or if you're at home you want to make sure then you have a landline or a reliable source of phone connection and a funny one for for phone interviews even if you never thought this you really should get dressed for that interview even though Mm. nobody is going to see you you have to try to exude a certain level of professionalism as well as enthusiasm really over the phone that you don't necessarily have to do as much when you're in person because the person interviewing you gets a lot of visual cues as well so if you um, are dressed that means you're awake you took the time to you know look professional it makes you feel professional and it will definitely help you when you're doing a phone interview but also for a phone interview, you can take advantage of a few things. Not being in front of anyone means that you can still have your resume in front of you. You can have notes out. You can have any kind of questions that you may um, you, you, you may want to include. You, you don't want to forget those in a phone interview. You can have all of that laid out in front of you. So I highly suggest you do that. Uh, And then you ask for some tips for face-to-face interviews as well. So that would be taking advantage of the visual cues that you can send, the connection that you can have somebody, just the general, make eye contact with them, shake hands, and try to smile as much as you can because part of an interview is being likable. So in person you can smile, you can be happy and show that you are you know passionate enthusiastic about the opportunity as well as that moment of being there with the the interviewer and when when you are showing up somewhere you definitely have to dress professionally you want to have suit tie for, for for women, pantsuits or dress with a blazer, closed-toe shoes—always um, very appropriate. Even if you are going into a business casual workplace, that's my suggestion for dress.
0: Interesting. All really great points.
1: Any other any other interview tips you might like to have, Greg? Anything yeah, that I didn't mention?
0: I guess I was also thinking about obviously in this day and age of you know Skype, FaceTime, the kind of the webcam web conferencing. I would imagine those types of situations, you know, you'd have to account for kind of the face-to-face approach and the phone interview approach.
1: Yeah, definitely a combination. You have to think about all of those things. I, I guess for a, a Skype interview, it could be that you're at least dressed business professional from the waist up. You could have your uh, sweatpants and bunny slippers on <laughs> underneath. but uh, Good point. But yeah, it is it is kind of a combination. And what I like to really recommend for that would be to practice in at least logging into the session prior to the interview and if that's not possible career services can certainly help with that we have access to zoom i use all the time our um, video conferencing platform called blackboard collaborate i do a a host of webinar sessions in there we can Mm -hmm. actually tune into one of those sessions um, as a test to make sure Uh, that your camera will turn on, that your audio will work. And if you can't do that with the employer's technology that they have sent over to you, then certainly reach out to us. Because for the most part, if you can get your laptop or device working in one platform, it will work in another. Many times it's the browser you use that will allow you to have a strong connection or to have any connection. And it's very important that you test that prior to logging into the session so even if you say okay it's an interview i'll get in there 10 or 15 minutes ahead of time just to make sure i'm on that sometimes is not enough time for you to be able to be sure that you're going to be seen and heard so i recommend you try to do that a day in advance or if you feel like that's not something that can work through the employer's Um, platform that they're going to have you in, go ahead and reach out to Career Services. We'll we'll practice on our platform because that that would be the worst thing. Even if you get yourself up and running, you're completely frazzled and thrown off (laughs) if it took you, you know, if you're saying, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to make this work. So that's one big thing about video conferencing, video interviews. I'm glad you you mentioned that.
0: Sure, yeah, and once again those are all just wonderful points and, and handy tips uh, let's end on a pretty important note here. Um, let's let's talk about you know the top industries out there today as far as where there are you know a lot of opportunities when it comes to jobs and maybe specifically related to you know the the majors and the types of degrees that St Leo offers. And, and, you know, the kinds of jobs a student, a, a graduate would look to attain uh, upon completing one of those degrees. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's an exciting one for us to finish with. I'm glad you asked about that because I'm always following the annual annual reports to see where the employment trends are. You know, what are the, the most highly paying fields for a bachelor's degree all of those kind of things and I have heard in the last couple of weeks uh, on a radio show or in an interview on the radio about what a few of those um, top industries and, and programs that we're in and it actually St. Leo has two of three of those which would be appropriate so I think many of us will, will realize for um, what I'm going to call the biggest bang for your bachelor's degree in terms of opportunities, pretty well-paying salaries, um, uh, you know, secure, lots of opportunities out there. First one on the list would be engineering. I think many people uh, know that. Next one would be computer science and IT, anything related, and. St. Leo definitely has many programs related to computer science from the associate's degree all the way through graduate programs with specialties and things like information systems, cybersecurity, all of those programs are going to um, uh, get you ready for, equip you with the skills and the information and the background to get started in those careers which are, are really hot. Uh, one that you may, you may not even be aware of, it's an up-and-coming um, area, not necessarily an in industry, but it, it is the career area that we now call data analytics. So um, if you don't already know, all businesses from the government to private corporations are making business decisions now based on their data. So students in any of our business majors and any of our business specialties, definitely those who are in math, our math program, as well as any of our programs that relate to research and knowing how to do uh, really good research, like our sociology programs, even liberal arts, are going to be those who should consider careers in data analytics, because that is where it's at. That is the hot uh, career area now in terms of employment trends.
0: Interesting. Alrighty, well, I I definitely appreciate your time, Nancy, and it's been a true pleasure uh, having you on the podcast and you've given a lot of great detail and I think a lot of information that those out there listening will find useful. So thank you again.
1: Oh, thanks so much. I, I appreciate being here, love to do it again. It's a pleasure working with you always, Greg.
0: Excellent, thank you. Take care. To hear more episodes of the St. Leo 360 podcast, visit stleo.edu forward slash podcast. To learn more about St. Leo's programs and services, call 877-622-2009 or visit stleo.edu.